Welcome to the Real Estate Survival Guide, the show that teaches realtors how to create a thriving real estate business. Welcome back to the Real Estate Survival Guide. So excited to have you guys with me. And we're jumping back in today with Emily Bruner with lessons we're learning in business from Taylor Swift. We mentioned a few things on our last episode and kind of gave you really an overall intro to, you know, Taylor and her business model and how she's done things differently and also Emily and what she's building with concertcountdowns.net. So I hope you guys have checked that out and we're excited to jump into today's episode. Emily, thanks so much. Welcome back. Hey, John, I'm so happy to be back. This is so fun. Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So I think one of the things we talked about as we kind of prepared for this was knowing your audience and like your fans and and connecting with them. Um, And Taylor does a great job of that. I know, you know, often in business and on this podcast, I'll mention Jesse Cola, the Savannah Bananas and how they have just revitalized baseball and done things differently. You know, Vincent Puglisi, actually our mentor who were in his group with him, oh, Vincent years ago was on a call with Jesse and said, oh, hey, when are you going to give up like the yellow tuck shtick? And he's like, what do you mean? I'm not. And na- and like, he's like, oh, that's going to burn out. It's going to fade. And now Vincent has kind of seen like, if you're so dedicated to something, this is kind of where like the niche comes from, that it's possible. So I'd love for you to share. There's definitely a, a, a bunch of things, you know, especially on social media about how Taylor knows her audience, interacts with them, cares about them. And I think it's a huge lesson for realtors, because I think so often in real estate, we try to get the clients, we're interacting with them a lot, and then the deal closes and we're done. So for instance, I I read something on a real estate website the other day that said, after the settlement, 9% of clients hear from the, the agent again. And I'm like, oh my goodness, we're, we're totally missing it in real estate. So I know there's things we can he- learn here from Taylor about how to do this better in our business. Wow, that that's kind of a shocking statistic there. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially for something that's such a personal kind of service, you know, that that realtors provide for families and people. Um, wow, that's that's surprising. The um, I mean, what that makes me think of, and and you know, you talking about uh, the Savannah Bananas is, I think, what's really important at the root of all this is authenticity, and Taylor really is authentic in in her music in the work that she puts out there in the world. Um, she's really well known for writing songs about her own life. And, and there's probably, you know, over well over a hundred songs in her catalog that, that she has taken from her own life as well as her own perspective on things. And, you know, just a couple of songs that come to mind. She, um, she has a song called Marjorie that talks about her, her grandmother, um, her grandmother who is no longer alive and Taylor, still feels connections with her grandmother. And and she sings about that in the song and it's beautiful. Uh, She even has, has a bit of a, of a sampling of her grandmother's voice in the, the lyric video that that you can see on YouTube um, in in photos of, of her with her grandmother, Marjorie. Uh, Her grandmother was also a a singer. She was an opera singer. So I think, you know, they're, they're kind of kindred spirits in their art together. And, you know, and Taylor has another song called Soon You'll Get Better, which is super personal and, and meaningful to her. And it talks about uh, what she went through uh, when her parents were sick and, and in particular with her mother, mm-hmm. who has been treated for cancer in the past. These are things that are deeply personal. And and she shares them and her own emotions about them to the world. And, and 
she also has lots of songs about, you know, relationships like romantic relationships that she's had and, and other just kind of dealings with how she's dealt with fame and being a famous person. So she really, really puts herself out there and, and shares personally from her life to, to be authentic. I mean, she's not doing that to be authentic, but she's doing that and it is authentic. I think one of the I'll I'll bring it up another one too. Like I think she has even been willing to like push back on society. And we talked in like the first episode about like Spotify and Apple in her song, The Man, right? She literally, and you don't know this until the end, Taylor is in the video the whole time dressed up as a man, basically talking about how like if she was a man, she would have all these advantages that she she doesn't have as a female. You know, is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. And that video is incredible. Like it's it's incredible. Yeah. The the um <laughs> the way she's portrayed as a man in the video. Um, But, you know, as a, as a woman myself, mm-hmm. um, she put words to things that that, um, you know, that that are just kind of in the back of your mind that, that maybe that maybe I hadn't thought of explicitly. You know, in those you think of someone like Taylor, who's so successful and so beloved and, and you think, wow, you know, even she struggles with with finding her place in the world and finding a fair place. Um, that's something I think all people can relate to, like like even men. I think everybody has felt that in some way before that, you know, that that they were struggling in the world to find their place. Yeah, well, I think and I just Googled the lyrics because I know them, but I wanted even and I don't think she's saying men don't deserve to have success at all. I think she's basically saying what she sees. You know, I, one of the lines that really gets me is like, basically what I was wearing because people will make comments about like, well, you got somewhere because of what you did or who you, you know, they'll, I mean, and and again, in, in Hollywood, they're like, you only get places by sleeping with somebody or whatever. Like, and it's, it's kind of sad. So like she, I think she's willing to kind of say like, like, no, I'm going to stand up to all that. And, uh, and again, I'm not in Hollywood, so I can't say how, if females are treated differently, but I, I do see it right. Like, you know, you will get those questions as a female running a business like, oh, well, what are you going to do to to get business? And I think it's just she's it's kind of like a subtle jab, but it also like makes you think. And I think she does a good job of that. Yes, definitely. And and it's and it's from her own personal experiences that that this uh, song came about. Yeah. So, I mean, I I love all of this. What do you like being authentic, deeply personal? Um, I think even tell us a little bit. I mean, I know I know we're talking about Taylor Swift here, but even in your business, right, you probably have had more success following these steps, right? Be authentic, being personal and making connections with people. I th- It's so funny when I connect with realtors, they're like, how do I get business through social media? And I'm like, well, you're not even human, right? Like you got to be you. Um, and I think that's a lesson for all of us. You have to be you, authentic. And not like a robot, right? And people see through that. And I think that's what's so cool about even as I see her, you know, doing the concerts and like, right, everybody's excited for what are the secret songs going to be. You somehow, she's done an amazing job every single concert. She has songs that she hadn't played before previous concerts. And it's a way to connect. Those fans feel like it's a connection one-on-one, even though there's 70,000 people in the stadium. And I'm sure you can share that from your experience taking your daughter to the show in Pittsburgh. 
Oh, yes. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, especially with those surprise songs. I mean, everybody's every Swifty has uh, their list of uh, surprise songs that they would love to hear at the show. And uh, and, and every Swifty's list of surprise songs is probably pretty long uh, because there's a lot of songs that they love. So, you know, when you're when you're at the show and then you're waiting for, to hear what what those songs are going to be and then they're played. Chances are, you know, one or or maybe both of them are going to be songs that that you feel in your heart in some way, and, and and you feel a little bit like, oh, you know, like Taylor chose those for me. I mean, we know like she didn't literally choose those for me, but yeah. but you feel that you feel that connection, you know. And she knows that about our fans. She knows that they want to hear. She knows that we want to hear like all the songs at the concert. But that would that concert would probably be I don't know like twenty hours long. It's just not possible. Well, it's funny, too, because the concerts like she's on there for what a solid three hours, right? It's like three. It's almost three and a half hours. So you I think the funny thing, too, here is we talk about this is like, how are you going to show people that you care? Right. She knows that people spent big investments, not her fault. Right. The Ticketmaster issue and all the things. And now StubHub and, you know, she tried to make it authentic fans only and you had to register, you know, and it didn't work. And that's not her fault. That's, you know, maybe Ticketmaster, whoever. But I think it's so impressive that she wants to connect with people. You can see in some of the videos that are on TikTok and recorded, she will look at people. She will smile directly. She will point. And so for people in business, that's stuff to apply. How do you make it personal? I don't know who said it. It might have been Vincent to us, or, or he heard it from someone. What you do for one, do for many. And so you think back, right? I grew up in Reading. Taylor went to the Berkshire Mall, played at the Hot Topic there, used to shop there, right? Like, so what did Taylor do in those moments? Then how do you recreate that? I think the one of the hardest things in business and real estate, entrepreneur, whatever, is don't forget what got you there. I've cr- created episodes here on this podcast about that, but it's hard to do. But if you can be authentic and care about people genuinely, it's going to work. You know, I, I see on TikTok, people will be like, oh my gosh, Taylor liked my video. That literally took her a millisecond while she's driving or on the plane or whatever. But to that person, it literally changed her life. I know one of the things, and we're talking about it here about like, the knowing your audience, knowing your fans and kind of like the surprise and delight. We kind of talked about like the surprise songs, but there were other things, too, that she does to kind of surprise people at the show. And and that's, you know, knowing your audience is kind of surprising them. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of the shows have have something, you know, a little different. I mean, for one thing, she changes up her costumes for each act. Not every act reputation so far has had the same costume for each show, but but for a lot of the other acts, she has several different dresses and people are like, oh, which, you know, is it which which bodysuit is it going to be tonight? Which dress is she going to wear for the surprise song for the acoustic set tonight? So there's that. She'll bring guest artists on stage with her uh, when she was in Kansas City and she was um, it was the release day of Speak Now Taylor's version. She brought uh, Taylor Taylor Lautner yep. on stage. He like an ex-boyfriend of hers who she's you know kept a close relationship over the years. She brought him out on stage. Uh, he was in the music video of one of the songs, one of the vault track songs from Speak Now, Taylor's version. I mean, what a fun surprise for that audience. You know, th- th- those are just a couple examples. And and like that's what she does at the shows to surprise and delight. Um, but throughout her her entire career, 
she does this thing that's known as taylurking, where she will stalk her fans on social media. You know, she she doesn't maybe do it quite as much now as she used to, but she was was out there like paying attention, reading their posts, watching their videos, like seeing what they were saying, seeing what they wanted, seeing how they were feeling, and and she was engaging with them to let them know she saw them. I mean, talk about a powerful thing. Um, a way to connect, you know, with, with your fans and the people you're serving. And and that's essentially what she's doing by creating her music. She's, she's serving her fans and enriching their lives with her work. Well, and another one, Emily is even like, I know there was a, a a dancer and I was looking at it quick, uh, a dancer who basically came up with a hand gesture dance to be jeweled and on TikTok and Taylor's team reached out to this kid guy, whatever, and said, hey, we would love to use that dance. Can we use it? He said, sure. And then they like sent back like, oh, my goodness, thank you so much. We like that's awesome. She's going to do this at the shows. Where do you live? We'll get you free tickets to a concert. And then he went to the concert and he was the one that she gave the hat to. So I think just little gestures like that. So, again, guys, you know, as we close out this this episode, like you're not Taylor Swift, you don't have billions of followers, but I think what you do for one, do for many, like what are those small gestures you can be doing for your clients or potential clients to show them that they matter to you and they're more than just a transaction? Oh, totally. Even you know, even if even if you're starting out and you have one or two clients, you know, you can care about them. And be there for them and and not just be there for them in, like you said, the transactional things that you do as a realtor, but be there for them as a friend. Um, you can become friends with the people you serve and, and it makes everything even better when you do. Absolutely. Well, Emily, thanks so much. We'll keep rolling. Thanks for being on this episode. This was super cool about knowing your audience, being authentic. Make sure you check out Emily and her work at ConcertCountdowns.net. Emily, thanks again for your time. Thank you, John. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Survival Guide. If you enjoyed this episode, we would appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. It helps others discover the show. Thank you so much, and we will see you on the next episode.